0: Welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I am Tony Serino alongside Christopher Carter. And this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, Chris and I are breaking down the injury situation in Pittsburgh. It's a short week, so the Steelers need to get some guys healthy quickly before Thursday's game against the Browns. And we're also going to break down where the Steelers sit right now. In the AFC, they're 5-4. They're, of course, right there in the picture for an AFC wildcard spot, but we're going to break down where they sit right now amongst teams like the Raiders, like the Titans, how wide open the AFC is right now, how they fit against a team like the Bills, who seem to be coming back down to earth, and also how this team is really not that far away from Baltimore when you consider that they play Baltimore again in week 17 welcome to the show you can find more of this podcast on apple podcast google podcast spotify the new himalaya app wherever you find podcasts search locked on stealers hit that subscribe button make sure to get your daily dose you can follow us on twitter at lo Steelers. you can find us on facebook search locked on stealers hit like on the facebook page but make sure you also join the facebook group you can also find us on instagram at locked on Steelers. all right chris how you doing today
1: Doing great, Tony. How are you, man? We are on
0: a short week. We have a short week to prepare here for the Browns. We'll do a crossover tomorrow with Jeff from Locked On Browns. Today, Chris, we got to talk a little bit about the game still, but then start moving on here because it is a big game on Thursday at the Cleveland Browns. Let's start first with the injury report coming out of this uh, this game against the Rams. Mike Tomlin did his press conference on Monday this week because it was a short week, and he gave kind of a rundown of what the practice schedule would have been had they practiced. So this is basically a fake practice report as if they practiced, uh, who would have practiced, and who wouldn't have. The big news here is that James Conner would have practiced in a full capacity with that shoulder injury that's now kept him out of two games. Chris, this is one thing you and I talked about last week, was that, boy, if he misses the Rams game, would he be good to go on a short week against the Browns? Seems like maybe the fact that he was out against the Rams was a precautionary move to make sure he was good to go here against the Cleveland Browns.
1: Yeah, like we were saying is that you know the Steelers knew that you know, if they lost to the Rams, doesn't kill their chances, but they have to win their divisional games moving yeah. forward. They have, yeah. and and also divisional and conference. When you think about it, when you because you're also chasing the wild card. So, for all things, for all things relevant to their playoff hopes, they knew that that was the game that they needed to to, to put them in. And you know, if you ask him to try and make a short week, it would just be really tough to do that. So, uh, I think that this is a good point for them. Also, James Conner has had success against the Browns.
0: Yes he has he, you know he was he was a uh, he this is what kind of you know he, he kind of emerged in that game last year um the first game of the year when he had a huge game I mean it unfortunate was first ever start yeah first start unfortunate fumble at the end of that game but everything other than the fumble was spectacular uh, and that was, you know, kind of what put him on the map. The other thing we should talk about here, the other big news at practice, Ramon Foster, in a you know, would have practiced in a limited capacity. He's got, he still got to clear that concussion protocol. The last part of that concussion protocol is practicing in a full capacity and then being uh, cleared by that independent neurologist. So. Um, you know, Chris, the fact that he's back even even in a limited capacity means that as we move through this week, he gets closer to potentially coming off. And Tomlin talked about this as well as at his press conference, saying that you know he thinks Ramon Foster will likely play on Thursday.
1: Yeah, I think that's another good sign moving forward. Uh, Ramon Foster get, get coming back. You know, them saying that hey, he looks like he's ready to go. Uh, I, I think honest, you know, he's he wasn't out of the concussion protocol and everything, but I think honestly, they're kind of, they're, they were all looking at it like, look, we're just gonna. Take take care of everyone. Anyone who's like who's like kinda banged up, no reason, no reason to rush. Because you know, I was talk like one of the things Nick Bannett told me. Uh you see, you got me saying this that uh, Dang it, Tony. This is all your fault. Sorry. Nick Bannett. <laughs> and his name's Okorafor, not okorafor I don't know where you get that from. What do I say? Okorafor? You say okorafor It's Okorafor. You can't prove that. <laughs> yes, I can. It's literally <laughs> on the pronunciation sheet that the Steelers give. Anyways. Uh but yeah, point being, I think they were just resting up a lot of guys. And Nick Nick Vanette, Nick Vanette, Vanette, see, I don't even know how to say it anymore. There's I don't know. Ball. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Nick Vanette, when he when he told me, he listen, you know, he's like, he's like, I, I don't even know how I'm going to make this turn around. And he's like, I didn't even play a whole lot in this game. Um, So I think that that's kind of uh that's kind of where they're at is like, look, they wanted to preserve some of the guys that they knew were banged up. Don't risk, you know, creating a further injury. And uh, now Thursday, we got Thursday night football. The uh,
0: one other guy to to mention here, Ryan Switzer, out at would have been out at practice with a back injury. Actually, let's just talk about Ryan Switzer as a whole, because we you know we've we've talked about Switzer a lot, and the fact that you know look he's he was not great as a receiver in those first couple weeks, and the Steelers recognized that, got him out of the lineup, but he still has been a punt and kick returner, hasn't done well as a punter kick returner, but he's been back there. Um, you know, a lot of fans, Chris, writing to, to us on Twitter and on the Facebook group, still not happy with where Switzer is now. The Steelers did go this week with more of Deontay Johnson back there. Unfortunately, you know, once again, he dropped one. Uh, so that's not. You know, if there's one thing Switzer does at this point, it's catch the ball and is reliable in that way, even though he's not a good returner.
1: Yeah, and that, but that's that's my point is that uh, with uh, with Switzer back there. And again, I'm not saying that they should absolutely just keep Switzer and just never try anything else. But I, I the, their, their idea is, look, we're not going to get a lot of return yards anyways. Just put Switzer back there because he won't fumble the ball. So at least you're you're not getting any yards, but you aren't going to get any yards anyways. We're just going to f- focus on, hey, we won't turn the ball over.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Deontay Johnson, probably a better splash player in that position but yeah, this this is a team right now that just can't afford turnovers because offensively, you know, they're not doing much anyway. You don't want you don't want to put the defense in a bad spot because if if you make a team try to to go the full length of the field against this defense, they're not going to be able to do it as we saw against the Rams on Sunday. So, uh, you know, don't don't risk any sort of turnover, even if you know, I know people want the splash play on the punt and kick returns, but better in that spot to just re- retain the ball. Now, you could argue that Switzer was. In a lot of ways, responsible for the safety because what he made a fair catch at the five yard No, it wasn't even a fair catch, right? He kind of caught it there, you know, kind of ran sideline to sideline, and then and then went down at the five yard line. Not good, not good. But still, uh, the other option there is Deontay Johnson, and Johnson unfortunately has muffed a couple this year, so. Um, I don't see him as a, a long-term replacement. Benny Snell, Roosevelt Knicks, not at practice. That's expected. They're both probably going to miss this week. It's a short week. They both have knee injuries. Chicolo and Adini also would not have practiced on Monday. And Chris, I guess this goes back to the whole edge rusher depth thing that we've talked about. If Chicolo and Adini both can't go, it's Jaron Elliott, and that's the list at this point uh, as far as the backups go. So maybe the Steelers have to make another move here. I know we you know we are a broken record on Tuzar Skipper but he would be available via the Giants practice squad so this is at least something to watch throughout the week is maybe the Steelers need to make a move here
1: no, yeah, I think it is something that they should definitely just keep an eye on because if, if 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 neither of them can go, then they're extremely thin thin there. And I mean, these are guys that are getting that are, that are getting on the field at least for for important reps because you got to keep those edge rushers legs fresh, um, especially in a game like against the Rams when they have, like what seventy seven plays on defense. Yeah, so yeah, um, you you can't yeah. And T.J. Watt said, you know, I was getting tired at the end there. Yeah, uh, but I, they got they need to be able to keep those guys fresh. Um, especially for those big late downs when they're going to be rushing the pass. And I think against Baker Mayfield, they're going to be doing that a lot.
0: Yeah, they, they should because this is a beat-up – well, not even a beat-up Browns offense. They're just a bad offensive line in yeah. Cleveland. And this is a you know, this is a Steeler team that's made to beat up on these bad offensive lines. All right, so going over to the Browns side, not a whole lot to report here. I mean, you know, this is, again, for them, a simulated practice report. Um, according to Cleveland, only Olivier Vernon, really the only starter here to mention, uh, he would not have practiced – on Monday. Otherwise, Chris, the Browns come into this game relatively healthy.
1: Yeah, they do. And, uh, and, and I think that's interesting, but the problem with the Browns hasn't been health. It's, it's been their, it's, it's it's been their own, it's been their own problems of their own making. Um, you know, they had a huge win against the bills, uh, you know, and in their own stadium. So they're a little fired up. You know, I saw the, the clips of Baker Mayfield, like losing his mind in the end zone and getting trying to get the crowd amped up. But it's like, you know, it's like, hey, guys, you know, it's good that you're excited that you won a game, but you're three and six. Yeah, it's, and it's still a and, long and, road ahead. Right. And it's and it's like it's good to be confident about a win. But, you know, it, like it's different. Like when the Steelers won, won a game, they were like, all right, we got we got that off our shoulders. The Browns are like, yeah, we're back. And it's
0: like, they were never here. You can't be it, back it, if you were never here.
1: <laughs> right. And, that, and that's But that's the delusion that the Browns have been in. And it's just kind of like, okay. Let's just see. Let's let's just see how, how they continue to play. You know, who knows? Maybe they take it to the Steelers on Thursday night football. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it just the, the way that they've, they've played, I, I think that there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of weaknesses the Steelers could pick at. And, uh, you know, and honestly, if that if they have lost to the bills, you know, I was talking to some of the guys in the press box. A lot of people were wondering, like, would that have been the end of Freddie Kitchens right then and there?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you do have to wonder if this Thursday game could be the end because their, their bye week has already happened, right? So they've, they've already right. gone through that. So if they are going to get ready kitchens midseason, you want to do it during what would essentially be a pseudo bye week, right? And that would be this week after a Thursday game. So the Steelers got, got uh, Hugh Jackson fired last year. Maybe they get Freddie Kitchens. It'd be a streak here in Pittsburgh uh, getting, getting Browns coaches fired. Actually, I want to talk to you, Chris. We're going to go to break here. When we come back, I want to talk to Chris about that Bills-Browns game. In in uh in my household, Chris, we could not decide who we should be cheering for as Steeler fans in that game. Is it better that the Browns won, or should the Bills have won that game to kind of end anything in Cleveland? We'll talk about that right after this. All right, Chris, so the, the Browns are coming into this game on Thursday night with a big win, as you talked about. They beat the Buffalo Bills, the, the then 6-2 and two Buffalo Bills. Now, look, we've all expected that this Bills team at some point this year it was the wheels were going to start coming off. This 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 six and two team was not a real six and two team, and that pretty much happened on Sunday. The Browns got got that one done. It wasn't exactly a blowout win by any stretch by the Browns, but they got it done even though they struggled. What was it? Twelve times inside inside the goal line and or at the goal line and couldn't get it in, or it took them twelve times to get it in.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. The, I think it was like yeah, because they got they went three <laughs> downs, got a penalty, and, and then got three downs and got a penalty. And then you got four downs and missed it and blew it up. Yeah. it was just it rough. was it, it it was really rough for those guys. Yeah, but they ended up getting the win. Now here's
0: the question, right? Because clearly the Bills losing and going down to six and three puts them just a game ahead now of the Steelers. The Steelers could essentially get the five seed, um, if they were to if they were to beat the Bills at this point. And both teams basically win out from you know from there, right? If the, if the Bills only lost is to the Steelers, Steelers went out, they would get the five seed. So losing for the Bills was was a good thing for the Steelers, but. Here's the question, Chris, giving the Browns some sort of, if you believe in momentum, if you believe in confidence in the kind of that part of football, the, the Browns certainly do have more of that going into this game on Thursday than they would have if they had lost to the Bills. So the question is, was the Browns winning on Sunday good for the Steelers in the long run?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't think it's either way. I think. I think the Browns are going to be the Browns. They may have a, a temporary boost in confidence, but I, I think that that could actually work in favor of the Steelers because you think you know they're, they're, they're boost. Like I said, they're like we were talking about earlier, like in the first segment, their their boost in com- confidence could become their downfall. They're, they they came into this season with confidence, and look, they started two and six. Like it's yeah, you know it it doesn't it, to me that doesn't speak to anything uh, substantial to say, Oh, Hey, you know, now that, now that they figured, figured out how to win. And and we've seen before, there have been teams like that, that have figured, think, figured out how to win in certain situations. But, um, I'm just, I'm not ready to, uh, to, to, to say that these guys have have found an answer to the, uh, to, to their own problems. Cause again, I, I think they're a team that's, you know, they, they, they've kind of laid their own problems in front of themselves. They haven't really, um, they haven't really shown me that they can be consistent, um, you know, on, on either side of the bowl, there's, there's, there's lack of discipline at times. And I, I think that they, uh, they, they, they have a lot of the problems that people say the Steelers defense have a lot of problems with, with the, and the thing is they got the talent, you know, they got miles Garrett, they got Denzel Ward, you yeah. know, they've been, they've, they've stacked top 10 picks, you know, number, first overall picks, you know, fourth overall picks to, to build that team around. And, you know, they're still figuring things out. They have a first overall pick in quarterback. Um, And it's just, I really think that a lot of this right now, man, is just about uh, them. They, 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 they won. They need an offensive line for Baker Mayfield. And I think that he needed to, I've said this for, for years, he needed to go to an organization that was going to be able to have a strong structure around him Mm -hmm. and an offensive line to protect him. He went to the Browns. And so that is neither.
0: Yeah. Like, like you said, even though the Browns won on Sunday, it wasn't like you watch that game and went ooh a light, a light ball really went off in Cleveland and, and they've started to figure anything out. But they kind of won that game because the Bills are just not a six and two football team. They're somewhere around a probably closer to a five hundred football team at this point. If we're talking about what, you know where they likely finish by the end of the year, uh, with just the quality of the team itself, you know like you know the, the the struggles that they had on the goal line, the poor play calling from Freddie Kitchens, all of that still manifested itself on Sunday for this Browns team. They're still the Browns. I mean, all the problems that they have are still there. and They were still there to see in that game against Buffalo. So, um, yeah, I guess you're, you're right. They're, they're not coming into this game with, you know, some sort of renewed confidence or anything like that, or like, hey, you know, we finally figured it out. Now we can put together some sort of winning streak. They're still the Browns. Uh, the other That's- things we should talk about, though, in the AFC are, are you know, the, the, the win by the Titans over the Kansas City Chiefs. For whatever reason, I, and I don't understand this. The Titans have the Chiefs number. Have you heard? Have you heard this stat? That the 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 Titans have won like the last five or six games against the Chiefs. That's a crazy stat. Number one. And then uh, the Raiders getting it done on Thursday, bringing them to five and four now. Uh, there's just it's just a crowded field, Chris. With the Colts losing to the Dolphins, that kind of five and four, five and five teams. It's just it's a crowded field for that sixth spot.
1: Yeah, it is. It's an interesting uh, AFC playoff race right now that uh, I think teams are going to start asserting themselves. Uh, I think the Raiders have an interesting schedule that kind of gives them a chance to really, you know, pick up some big games. So, uh, you know, all, all around, I think that the AFC is still very much wide open, but this is, again, this was why I thought the Steelers, even at one and three where they weren't out of the playoff picture, you know, it certainly looked bad, but um, you know, that this is why I was sitting there saying, you know what, I don't know about this because, um, you know, the, the, you have all these teams that could easily crumble and you got this schedule that the Steelers have. Uh, it, it's it's interesting how it's wide open. I mean, and the Steelers might end up catching, catching the Bills. And, and something that I've been, you know, again, trying to point out to people is that, you know for the people that say well the Steelers because they're down two games to the to the Ravens right now mm-hmm. uh, and people and some people say well it's actually just three games because they because they had the tiebreaker well the tiebreaker doesn't mean Jack right now because if the Steelers sweep the the Bengals and the and the Browns they'll come into that game with the same uh division record and if the Steelers can just get one game behind the Ravens a simple beating the Ravens would give them a, a better division divisional record on the year and if they're tied they'd have the tiebreaker so yeah really yeah. what what's going to determine this this is the factors a can they beat sweep the sweep the ohio teams and b can they catch the ravens just by a game if they can get within a game of the ravens that means all the marbles will be up uh it'll be all, it will be for all the marbles on at, in week 17 and we will have ourselves a very inter- interesting football game in baltimore but again that's what's, what's interesting about this playoff race so many possibilities right now and the steelers could be in a situation where hey if, if you if you win if you if you lose that game you still might get a wild card spot because you're not, i'm not sure who else is going to be hanging around by then
0: yeah, the, you know, the Ravens, obviously, you know, they put on a spectacular for- performance on Sunday. They, they, they put up another 50 points. Uh, they, but the, it was against Cincinnati. Now, you know, division opponent, we talked about it. The Bengals gave them a little bit of, uh, of trouble a couple weeks back. Not as much trouble with Ryan Finley at the helm. Uh, the pick six that Finley threw was a... Uh, yikes moment in that yeah, game yeah. uh still don't i still don't know why they benched uh andy Dalton. it's, it's it was and it was kind of an fu move too because did it on his birthday they did it right at the trade deadline it's just yeah weird, cincinnati is a weird organization now the ravens you know we've talked about this they have a tough schedule coming up they've got the texans this week they've got the rams uh in la so they got to go out to the west coast they'll get the 49ers here in a couple weeks um you know i know we don't believe in buffalo they have to go to buffalo so there are certainly some losable games and like you said if the Steelers can avoid a silly loss, and they've got a couple games coming up here, that would be pretty silly to lose. I'm talking about at Cleveland, at Cincinnati, two teams that they should beat, but they're on the road. They're division games; they could lose them. It would be unfortunate because it would prob- it would certainly mess up any any chance they have, uh, or make it more difficult any chance they have at this division. But like you said, all the Steelers have to do is finish. One game better than the Ravens from here until that week 17 game. And that game will be for the division as long as uh the Steelers don't completely blow it against these division teams. So um that you know that is certainly in the cards. Then, you know, and I look at the rest of the AFC Chris and I just I still feel like this is a nine and seven six seed, right? I know there's a lot of five and four teams right now, but I don't feel like there's a team do I do I look at any of these five and four teams and say this team is going to put together from this point forward a 5 and 2 run. I don't see that. I still see this as a 9 and 7 60. Do, do you see it that way as well? I
1: I, I think so as well. I think that, that whatever team gets to that spot, I mean, the Raiders, I mean, again, look at the Raiders' schedule, man, and you'll see some uh, not too imposing threats on it. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and again, this is what, this is, again, this is why we were saying the Steelers could easily make, a— well, not easily, but they could make the, uh, the wild card because it's such a you know it, it's it's such a kind of weird situation in the afc where no one's assert, asserting themselves so um so yeah i, I think absolutely you're looking at a, a nine and seven type six seed i mean even the five seed might turn out to be not you know in the nine and seven range well that's just, yeah yeah which I mean, yeah because i mean look and again the five seed right now is the bills at six and three uh you know the way that they just lost to the 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 browns that didn't inspire confidence. and. uh I think that that's um, that that's certain something something that you have to look at and see. Okay, is it time for the Bills to start being the Bills and start falling apart? And and you know it's it's exciting to watch them early on, but they they also have a young quarterback. They also have a lot of young players that they're still figuring out how to win. You know, as an organization, so lots of uh, lots of things I'm looking at there, and I'm thinking, hmm, you know, they could they could go what. Three and six in their in their next few games. Three and six. Sorry, that's 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 not right. The three and what four? Three and three. Three and three. Right? They're six and three. Three and four. That, three and four. Thank you. Yeah, My yeah. math stinks, Three and four gets them,
0: to, gets them to Listen, no, the fans love when we do math on this podcast. Got to be their favorite segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, so yeah, I, I agree with you. Nine and seven could be right. Could be both the five and the six seed. And I got to tell you, Chris, I don't see the Steelers going nine and seven this year. Unless, 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 and we talked about this, they haven't played a road game in a while. I mean, that, they played out out in LA against the Chargers. Not, I mean, technically a road game because they had to travel, but the the crowd there, you know, you, did, you weren't dealing with the kind of things you're gonna have to deal with on the road traditionally. Certainly not the kind of things they're gonna have to deal with on Thursday against uh, against the Cleveland Browns. So, uh, yeah, this this is a team I think right now that's that's staring ten and six, st- staring at ten and six. I mean, Baltimore is their toughest game left. That's the finale. Other than, I mean, even if you give them a silly loss between now and then, that there's your ten and six right there.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know we were, and again, we were, we've been saying this, Tony. The 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 schedule ahead for the Steelers was not full of dominant forces like it normally has been in recent history. You know, they're not going up against the strongest schedule you know in the league with uh, a ton of super contenders in their way. Um, you know, they, they, and and what's funny was the tough part of the schedule we were concerned about, they just made it through undefeated. So uh, that's right, to, they went two and zero. Yeah, they went two and zero against the two teams that I was even kind of skeptical that they could beat the Colts, and here they are. They're five and four now. They get the Ohio teams that have been struggling. Uh, they'll they still get to play the Cardinals, who look interesting at times. Kyler Murray certainly has had a, a, a an exciting year, but I, I think the way the Steelers play defense could give him problems. Um, and uh, you know, and you also look at the Jets, who you know they had a, a win over the Giants, but you know it's the Giants. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of games in there, and again, the Bills. There's not one game on their schedule right now that I look at and I see, man, I just have no idea how they're going to make that work.
0: Right, because right now you have to. The thing that goes through your mind is like, okay, how our offense is going to score at this point, right? I mean, I don't know we're riding this high because the defense, you know, looks good, and then just keep looking better, but. And may, you know maybe we're living in a fantasy land. Maybe we come down back down to earth at some point this year, but it certainly doesn't look like it right now. So I, as you, the thing you have to do is you have to look at these teams down the schedule and go, how are they going to score? How are they going to score? How are they going to score? And I look at these teams, Chris, and I look at Cleveland and I say, okay, look, I, you know, on paper, if I'm just looking at the, Cle- actually, we should probably go to break before we do this. Yeah, actually, let's go to break. Then we'll come back and we'll kind of talk about uh, this. We'll start previewing a little bit this Cleveland matchup um, and and how this how this Browns offense attacks this Steeler defense right after this. Hey, before we continue, I want to let you guys know about DoorDash. If you have a long day at work, a tough day at school, or you're still stuck at the office, Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. I love DoorDash. I am a user of DoorDash. I used it when I was in Pittsburgh to get a Primanti Brothers sandwich delivered right to my Airbnb while I was editing this podcast. It is a fantastic service. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities. So you might find a new favorite too. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. Don't forget, that's promo code LOCKEDON for $5 off from DoorDash. All right, Chris, so like we were saying before the break here, as you look down the Steeler schedule, you're looking at teams, you know, who can score on this Steeler defense right now, because you know that, that right now is going to be a problem. If, if you faced a great offense, you know, if you got into any sort of shootout type of situation with the way the offense is playing right now, you're not going to be able to get that done. As I look at Cleveland, and I look at the way that Cleveland's going to try and attack this Steeler defense from a talent perspective, and the fact that they got Kareem Hunt back, the fact they're adding Kareem Hunt to that offense— the Steelers have still, even in this game against the Rams, where they had a great performance, you know, they gave up some running yards in that game. You know, do do the Browns come into this game with a kind of ground and pound attack with a two-headed beast of of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and then just use Baker Mayfield on some play-action type plays. You know, they've got two good receivers in Odell and Landry. This may be the toughest test on paper that the Steelers face. Now the Browns have all these problems. You know, off the field and within the coaching staff, and just, you know, as an organization. But this is one of the tougher offensive tests other than other than Lamar Jackson that final week that the
1: Steelers have. Yeah, you look at it and you you say, man, there's, there's the, and then, yeah, this is what is exciting about the Browns coming into the season. They had all these weapons. Nick Chubb was looking really bad. You know, Kareem Hunt was going to come back after the midseason point. Baker Mayfield's the you know, big name quarterback. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh my gosh, how are you going to stop them? Here's how you stop them, blow up their offensive line. Um, and, I'll say this: I think that part of the yards they gave, you know, they gave up, I think around like you know seventy-ish yards to both Gurley and and Marlon Mack, um, you know, in the, in the past couple of weeks. But I think those were kind of yards that they were like, "Look, we're willing to surrender these because we're going to force you to be beat us this way." And um, you know, you know, like cause like with with the Rams, we've seen. I, I don't get why they don't feed Todd Todd Gurley, you know, more than they do, uh, because you saw when he ran the ball, it was he was running hard, he was running with success. And I get you're trying to maybe you're trying to work on load management or something, but um, yeah, they're going to load manage load management their way out of the playoffs at this point. Exactly. It's like look, you know, I get that Todd Gurley's hurting, you know, or he has an injury history that you're trying to avoid and not aggravate more. But you know, it's either that or you need to. I mean, you're you're paying him way too much money to for this to not work. And and your offense clicked when he was going. You got to rely on him. And if and if it stinks that you got to rely on him, oh well, and you shouldn't have. been willing to pay him that much money and it's funny enough because that was it was that contract that messed up the Le'Veon bell situation for pittsburgh but yeah ripple uh, effect but, there. but 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 i but i digress i think the steelers their run problems with the rams weren't that oh we can't stop the run it was oh you know hey you can you're gonna run the ball in pinches here we're just gonna focus on on stopping the pass and the snap the snap counts show it tony you look at it i think cam sutton played 38 snaps um, and Mike Hilton played all but six snaps in this game. That means there were pro- most likely 30, 38 snaps of dime football by the Steelers defense. So yeah, you're gonna run. You're gonna be able to run on that. I don't think they're gonna do that against the Browns. I think they're gonna come out and they're gonna say, "Look, Baker. You know, we know how to beat you. We're gonna take away Chubb because he's the guy that we're worried about. You're gonna have to throw into our secondary that's been playing very well. And and they're gonna have Devin Bush." I think out there a lot more. This was the lowest amount of snap counts, or snaps that Devin Bush had all season. He was out there for thirty-five plays, and, and and Tony, we talked about that. I think a lot of that was it's Mark Barron. He knows the Rams, yeah, yeah. And, and and they wanted that sort of dime package. I mean, really, and if you think about it, Barron kind of being an ex-safety, it's kind of a quarters packaging, you know, with the way, with the way that you look at it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I really uh I I really think that the the problems with the run game have been more so them. Allowing that to be a allowing that to be there. I mean, they don't want to give up those those yards, but they're okay giving those up if they're stopping the other threats of the Rams. I don't think that'll be the case with the Browns.
0: Yeah, you just have to wonder because we haven't seen a team yet really come in and, and with that kind of ground and pound mentality. Well, I mean, Baltimore obviously does, but um, you know, these last couple of weeks. You know, you talk about the the success that LA had, but but I mean, you talked about it's it's a play calling issue because Todd Gurley only ran the ball twelve times. Malcolm Brown only ran the ball five times. I mean, you know, their running backs only ran the ball what was it? I mean, less than less than twenty times in this game. And this is a this is a close game. I mean, this is a one score game throughout. Um, so yeah, very strange play calling. By the way, as I look through the box scores, one thing I did want to talk about on yesterday's podcast. When Blake Bortles came in the game, am I the only am I the only one who had flashbacks and was like, No 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 <laughs> no. No, 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 bring me Jared Goff back out here.
1: I do not want to see Blake Bortles against his I, against his team. I immediately thought of you when I saw <laughs> but I I, I saw I was, like, I was like, Who is that? And I checked the roster, I was like, Oh gosh. <laughs> no,
0: I know. I was like, not again. I've I've seen this too many times. I I can't I don't I was like I don't think I could watch because that's finally you know I mean, you guys know me. I've been very critical of this defense and, and and Keith Butler and all of it, right? And so the fact that it's here now, right? The fact that all my criticism is gone and I'm loving it and I you know I'm I'm wearing my TJ Watt jersey every weekend, uh, you know, and, I, and then all of a sudden I watch Blake Bortles and other like football gods. Please don't do this to me. Don't take this away, and don't do it like this, where I have to watch Blake Bortles carve it up again. I don't think I could. I think Chris, at that point, I do need to legitimately find another hobby. So thank goodness to the football gods that did not make it happen, because I was not ready for that reality.
1: Yeah, that was that, and I was sitting in the press box, and I was like, "Oh, Tony's probably somewhere losing it right now." <laughs> but um, but but I mean, that's yeah. I do agree. It's just it, it made no sense to to not go to. The, the the run game there and i just think with the steelers knowing what the browns like to do they're at home they yeah. don't want to let todd you know that todd Gurley. they don't want to let nick chubb you know georgia running backs hello um get you know but you know bust loose on them because if he does then it does make life easier for baker mayfield but don't forget i mean the steelers when they played baker mayfield last year they kicked his butt oh, i mean they they, did. yeah and and, and 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 you know they don't have stuff to it but cam cam hayward was like look we just got in his way man he, he does not do well when he's when he's one pressured up the middle. He does not do well when he can't just, you know, be comfortable in the pocket and uh and make those types of throws. And I think this is the most ready secondary that the Steelers have have had and he's going up against them and he leads the league in interceptions. I think this is an ample opportunity for them to up their turnover count and maybe even pass the Patriots yeah. after week uh 11.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, not 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 to spoil the rest of the week of podcast but you hit it right there which is like okay yes there is there has to be some concern going into this game if you're a Steeler fan about the Browns because we've talked about this it's their Super Bowl this game is in Cleveland it's on primetime television they feel like you know they've arrived in the, or i guess now they feel like they're back or whatever you know the, the Steelers do not have Ben Roethlisberger, so they they're a little more vulnerable than normal the Browns have it you know the Browns have it going their way or whatever but Um, I, you know, it's just, this is the Browns are like the most undisciplined team in, well, I guess they're not the most undisciplined because you have teams like the Redskins out there and the, uh, the Bengals and whatever's going on in those organizations. But, you know, the Browns are one of the most undisciplined teams in the league. One of the most turnover prone teams in the league. Certainly Baker Mayfield is an interception machine. Um, so this is just going to play right into the Steelers' hands. And as long as defensively this thing is, you know, it, it doesn't need to be four again, right? It could be two, and I think that's enough to get the job done against the Browns. But it, it could easily be four again because of the fact that Baker Mayfield, that offensive line, the fact that this is just a turnover machine in Cleveland.
1: No, absolutely. And if and a lot of this comes from, you know, I think Freddie Kitchens not knowing how to manage the team and trying to help alleviate the problem with Baker Mayfield um, and also, I mean, them going and getting Odell Beckham Jr. instead of kind of investing the you know the capital that they put into him into uh, into an offensive line. Uh, I mean, and honestly, you know, again, look at look at how they played this year. Odell Beckham Jr. really hasn't made a difference for them because if you can't throw the ball because you're under pressure too much, what is he gonna do? Um, and I, you know, it seems like that was that's been part of the problem. If the Steelers take advantage of that. I, I think I really I really think that they're gonna that that, that, that puts them over the top because you're not just gonna get turnovers, you're gonna get big turnovers and yeah. possibly yeah. huge field changes. And with Mika Fitzpatrick and Devin Bush and TJ Watt. Three P. Three uh, P. Yeah.
0: Three weeks in a row, Minka.
1: Yeah, I mean that that would be that would be insane if it happens three weeks in a row if he if he if he gets a touchdown. Um but again, they are one turnover behind The Ravens right now – or not the Ravens, I'm sorry, the Patriots. Patriots. And the Patriots were the team that everyone was saying was on this historic pace and how – And now the Steelers are
0: right there with them.
1: They're right there with them. I want to know the biggest turnaround.
0: I would love to know the biggest turnaround. The the Steelers have to be one of the biggest turnarounds of all time. We'll we'll, we'll see where the season goes on, but they have to be on pace for one of the biggest turnarounds of all time, right? Because, I mean, this team team couldn't buy a turnover last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe – you know, the Packers and the Saints had insane years – when they went to their Super Bowls in in 2009 and 2010, um, because those defenses were not good, but those years they got hot and they had a lot of turnovers, and that's what fueled them to their uh, to, to their to their Super Bowl appearances and Super Bowl wins uh, was was getting those turnovers, but they weren't able to replicate them, and that was why those defenses didn't become legendary or anything. Um, so uh, you know, I, I think there's might be some you see that, but the pace that they're on right now. If they maintain it, I mean, you're you're a, you're one game over halfway through, and you got 26, 26 turnovers. Uh, so you know, I don't know, I don't know math, but um, that's uh, that that's kind of that's like almost like that's what I said, a little under fifty turnovers. So yeah, uh, it's
0: it would be it's gonna be um, it, the most by a Steeler defense, I think, since the seventies.
1: Um, I read that, which is, is and yeah, and what's so funny, Tony, for just for you know, just for parallels and. You know, in, in his, his, history sakes, people said, you know, the Steelers, when they went uh when, when they went one and four and they had to put in, you know, Devlin Hodges and they had this this defense with a lot of young players on it. It was really reminiscent of the 1976 Steelers and whoop now And they're like, but everyone's like, come on, their, their defense can't be that good. And I'm not saying that they're the 1976 Steelers, but this turnover pace that they're on is insane. It is
0: historic. I mean, it just it 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 is historic. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is as good as the '70s Steelers, but we talk about that that two thousands level Steelers. I mean, they're not two thousand eight level yet, but we I brought up the two thousand and seven comparison before, and I think it's an apt one because I do think that there's you know we've talked about how young a lot of these players are, and I do think there is another level for this team, and that's what makes me you know so excited about the twenty twenty season. Although, like you said, look, if this team continues at this rate, and I don't think that it can, but I only I only say that because. You know, of regression to the mean, and that and that just happens to teams regardless of talent and whatnot. Um, but if it does maintain this pace, this team can beat anybody. I mean, if they're if they're getting two plus turnovers every single game, you get two plus turnovers against Kansas City, you get two plus turnovers against New England, you get two plus turnovers against any team in this league, you can win because turnovers are a huge part of what of what uh, shifts the shifts the flow and the momentum of football games. So. Uh, we'll see what happens throughout the rest of this year, but this team is on a like you said a historic pace, um, and it, it you know it could this this team could certainly surprise us even more than they have already by getting back to a winning record or getting getting to a winning record for the only time this year. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. Tomorrow we will uh, have Jeff from Locked On Browns on for our crossover edition to preview this Thursday's game. Before then, Chris, let people know where they can find your work.
1: As always, find me on Twitter at Carter Critiques, where if you follow me, I'll follow you back. Hit me with an at, I'll I'll reply. Hit me with a a DM, I'll reply to that as well. We thank you guys for interacting with us and helping us build our our, our community, our our listeners. You guys really help make this show very special by interacting with us all the time. You give Tony and I some really good ideas on how to keep pushing forward and what we want to focus on because we know what you guys are talking about. And for those of you who are listening, if you're not subscribed, Hit that subscribe button on the, whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast, and if you can, go right in there. Please drop us a, a five star review along with uh, uh, along with a positive comment. Those type of things really help the show get us get the word about the show out and uh, help us, you know, promote and say, hey, we are the best Steelers podcast out there. If you want to find more of my work, I'm also at dkpittsburghsports.com. Break it down the X's and O's in Carter's classroom, where you see. Everything getting breaking down with the X's and O's. Learn what the Steelers did right, what they did wrong, and how they can get better. Sign up for just 99 cents to get into DKPittsburghSports.com. It'll get you a month trial. You'll see all our Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, and Pitt, Pitt basketball coverage right now for just 99 cents. If you like us, stick with us. If not, thanks for checking us out. But I know you'll love what we bring at DKPittsburghSports.com.
0: You can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country And Chris and I'll be back tomorrow with Crossover Wednesday right here on Locked on Steelers.